Good morning, sir. Good morning, good Pastor. Morning. How are you? Good morning. Well, the first thing I want to say to you, um, a good morning to to everyone that um, doing shows early in the morning after a big day like yesterday um, should be criminal. I believe you're right. <laughs> you know, it looks like um, they are criminalizing everything. I mean, even your thoughts and your words. So why not criminalize uh, waking too early in the morning? <laughs> well, we needed the information. We were just desperate to hear from you, and I really, really appreciate it. It was just very last minute. I saw you yesterday. I said, hey, can you come on in the morning? You said yes. In the middle of all of that, you said yes. Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate it. We do want to hear from you, and we do want to hear what you're doing with this, because uh, not everybody knows what your plans are after this. So it would be a wonderful thing to share with them. So thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. No, no. No, it's fine. Fire it's on. Fire it, Will. Well, first, I'm going to ask Donald. So, Donald, did you see the tweets? Were you listening to it? Uh, did you watch the link? I sent you the link. Uh, did you follow it yesterday? I did. I followed the whole thing. Uh, multiple people. Uh, I followed you, and I followed Ezra, and a couple other people. And uh, good. Good. But it only means that the pastor is walking free. There's still justice to come, because the, the conviction was a travesty. The whole yeah. thing was a travesty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's a general consensus everywhere. Everybody's saying, great that he gets to go home. Great he's not going into jail. Now we need to actually get justice. Justice has been delayed right now. We absolutely need to follow up with this. The appeal and then possibly some accountability even after that. Because the appeal is what part Arthur would have to deal with. There's possibly some accountability after that for some other people. Arthur, how about we go ahead and get into that? What are your plans and how you feel today? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, let me just read a little bit, uh, because, you know, lawyers, they have a way of um, putting, you know, the essence of everything into words. Uh, here is what I received from the Democracy Fund, and the Democracy Fund is an organization that was established after uh, the fight defines uh, by Ezra Levant and a few other people. It is an amazing Canadian organization that I would say without them and without the ability of Ezra's platform and crowdfunding, people like me would be completely destroyed. And it's important. And I understand there is a lot of confusion. There is a lot of things that are happening online. And But we have to understand without the ability to raise the funds, because we're fighting with the enemy. We're fighting with the Germans, in quote, or the Nazis or the communists, whatever we want to call them, with pretty much unlimited resources. They have tons of lawyers. They got a paid, bought and paid for media. So propaganda is out there. They have ability to, to smear, to attack, to, you know, to, uh, to talk in a political realm uh, that we do not have. So without good people of Canada, good people around the world that helped us to have lawyers. Uh, I want to thank you so much for participating in this. So here is here is what they said. Um, Artabalowski sentenced to 60 days imprisonment for 17-minute um, speech. It was around 19, to be exact, uh, to yeah. good protesters. So let me just stop here for a second. We'll digest the whole thing. Um, it's not very long. So, as you remember, because you were in a courtroom, 
the judge used different examples. And as I was listening to those different examples of mischief, not inciting mischief, because you got to remember, I am the first and the only Canadian in a history of this country of ours that has been found guilty on inciting mischief. I have not been found guilty of, of mischief. That's a confusion that there is out there. I am the only person in this country that has been found guilty on inciting mischief, which is like one of the lowest, you know, mm -hmm. offenses, if you will, in the criminal code, but it's still a criminal offense. So let's go there. Um, Pastor Artopolowski was sentenced today in Ledbridge Court to 60 days imprisonment uh, by Justin, Justice uh, Crinky, uh, Gordon Crinky. I mean, this judge will go into history as a crooked judge of Alberta alongside Adam Germain. You remember the one that gave me the compelled speech? The mm -hmm. government agent commanded me, my brother David and Chris Scott from the Whistlestop Cafe to recite government approved script like a nazi script like the communist script every time we talk in public which was ridiculous i'm a pastor i don't preach lies and he wanted me to preach lies before i could tell the people the truth of course we refused to do it with brother david uh, we said no we're not going to obey uh, your order and if you want to arrest us arrest us for contempt so anyway, uh, ultimately, we were arrested multiple times as a vengeance came pounding on us. So let's uh, let's just keep moving here. He sentenced me to 60 days imprisonment. And, and I want the people to know that, yes, it was a victory for me and my family personally that I was not taken to prison. For the past few months, the fixers, the fixers were calling me, telling me that the judge was already ordered by the politicians to lock me up if I will not shut up. That's why I activated all of my friends around the world and I started to do shows and speeches and meetings every single day, multiple times. I was, uh, Jason, on your show as well. Why? Yes. Because I've decided that my only option, my only line of defense now is to become as loud as possible. So to do opposite than they wanted me to do. They wanted me to keep my mouth shut. They wanted me to go under, fly under the radar, you know, just remove yourself and, and pretend you don't exist. And I decided to do opposite. So there were tens, literally, there were tens of thousands of people phoning texting, emailing the, the office of the premier, uh, the office of the crown prosecutors, the office of the minister of justice. I was told that they are sick and tired of hearing Artopolowski's name. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it. And I believe that what kind of forced the judge to realize, or the government, because he's the agent of the government. We got we to gotta understand, in Canada, and I, I know some people will say, no way, no way, because you're not paying attention. You're just blind like a horse and you do not see what's going on in your country. There is a no separation right now between different systems. The justice system is tightly connected to the political system. The politicians are appointing the judges. The judges do not work for the people. The judges do not. And I'm not talking about all. I've met right. amazing, incredible judges. 
there's still good people out there i met incredible human beings police officers not many but i've met them they're good people i've met some good doctors not many but i've met them some good nurses some good politicians believe it or not not the ones that are elected i'm talking about mlas and mps i have some amazing friends uh aldermans or the councillors uh, but no mlas and no mps at least to my knowledge there is not even one in canada that is fighting and defending us uh, they're playing the political theater good cup bad cup but anyway Going back to the story, um, there is no separation. There, is, there are no checks and balances in Canada right now. There is no accountability. It used to be that the justice system was watching the politicians. The politicians were watching justice system. The media were keeping all of us accountable. If there was a scandal, they would uncover. If there was corruption, they would uncover. And, and, and the system worked. Not anymore. They all yeah. are one party line. you got to remember... All of the parties that are ruling in Canada right now are one party. It's only one party line allowed. Yes, some of them will say different things, but they're heading or leading us right into the same direction. So people must understand that, that even though they will tell you something different that sounds like freedom, that sounds like, hey, we're the good guys, the end game, they're leading you towards the same goal which is digital id cashless society 15 minute cities net zero some say you know by the 2030 some by 2035 but they're leading you to your death and and you yeah. must understand that because i see many saviors popping up from those parties so now the liberals are bad boy bad boy we don't like you anymore we loved you because you were giving us weed now we don't like you anymore uh you got the wonderful hair i've heard that uh, during the elections uh like my god i thought how low canadians have fallen they are actually they were actually telling me that they're voting him because he's so cute and they loved his hair well let the hair of justin trudeau castro caligula pay your bills now <clears throat> i i don't get it you know, I don't care about your hair I, or, or lack of. I don't care about, you know, how, how you look. I mean, dress yourself properly as a politician, of course. But, but I want to see that you're serving me because I pay you to serve me, not the other way around. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not your slave and you're not my pharaoh. You're my servant. It's, it's very interesting because the word in English language, minister, it means a servant and a prime minister it means first servant in other words the head of the state at least in this country is supposed to be the you know the best servant of the people um, from all of them but of course even that sounds ridiculous now because they're hungry dogs they're beasts they're never satisfied uh, caligula castro trudeau just gave his ministers five thousand dollars raise and they are they were partying in a hotel uh, during his you know party time because the lockdowns are coming and mandates and so he gave them five thousand dollars raise and you know shut up um you know you've got your incentive and let's party so anyway going back to to what happened was um i received the phone calls as you remember from the fixers telling me that the judges bought them paid for um and I actually believe them. I believe that mm -hmm. this is um, a high possibility. I'll tell you why. Uh, of course, I'm kind of 
somehow i know this will sound ridiculous but it is what it is i am somehow an expert okay in in this craziness of being in a court i was ticketed over 340 times 40 over 40 times for the COVID era and i was in court over 120 court cases and 16 arrests for my for, for my job as a pastor so um i've seen judges i've seen many judges i'm, I'm talking about provincial criminal qb i mean now the king's bench um you know civil you name it i met ministers i met politicians i met prime minister i was you know having meetings in parliament so i have been in the background and i was in the front line dealing with corruption all my life i've never seen a judge that was very sympathetic through the trial and asking the right questions which would lead you into believing this guy is actually using his brain and the rule of law and he understands that this is the most ridiculous charge that you can possibly imagine a guy that delivers a sermon telling people to stay peacefully telling people to stand for god and state given rights not lawlessness rights freedoms that's why within our constitution we have something that is called the charter of rights and freedoms fundamentally some of them are fundamentally guaranteed uh, freedoms and it starts with the preamble whereas canada acknowledges the supremacy of god and the rule of law so the judge seemed to know this and the questioning and the way everything went i said this guy looks like he knows the law he understands what's going on here he knows it's all political and then during the verdict the guy is shaken the crown prosecutor is is moving his feet he's shaken there's something off something odd something that i've not seen before the judge gordon crinky drinks water all the time he can't even read his verdict uh, in peace because obviously he is visibly bothered by what he is reading so that tells me he was told to found me guilty on eco-terrorism he found me guilty on inciting he found me guilty on breach of release order so i am a walking criminal a terrorist excuse me why because i told canadians to stand for the rights and do it peacefully that's why i am a terrorist so anyway fast forward um when the fixers called me i knew i have to up my game and i have to activate as many people as possible and that's what i did and i think that overwhelmed them because they realized the eyes of the world are on this case my son testified in front of the european parliament i got invited to different parliaments in different countries to testify about canadian government so they stopped me i was invited to um to other places and they said no you're not allowed to leave canada so they got scared so i sent my my wife and my son they testified and i think they realized this is getting too big it's getting out of hand we're not ready yet to murder pastors we're not ready yet to do what the nazis did to finish them off to do what kgb and communists did so anyway now we are here and gordon uh, gordon crinky the, the the corrupted judge 
that will go into history as this crazy judge, just like John Rook, the crook, as I call him, the associate chief justice in the province of Alberta, uh, and then <clears throat> David Gates, that gave them the power to um, illegally, of course, in uh, ex parte meetings, uh, hidden meetings, uh, meetings that uh, during those uh, meetings with other people, the judges uh, said no recordings. So there are no recordings whatsoever about what was said. The judges removed every record from the courts about what and with whom they met to come uh, into those orders that literally enslaved almost five million uh, Albertans. So Gordon, Gordon uh, Crinky falls into this category that he will be forever known as the crooked judge of Alberta. So now um, it says that the convictions relate to, you know, 19 minutes speech Pawlowski made on February 2022 at the Smuggler's Salon in Kutz during the Freedom Convoy protest. And by the way, what you saw, what you described that you saw yesterday, that reminded me of what I saw when I was part of the truck convoy. And I'm telling you, and that's why I was so stuck on telling those monsters, those lawbreakers, that I'm not sorry for what I did. I was with the hurting people, and what I saw was the most amazing thing I've ever saw on Canadian soil. In Milk River, during our rallies and protests, here is what I saw. I saw Canadians coming together against tyranny. I saw every color, black, white, yellow, green, red, whatever. I saw families loving each other, hugging each other, crying with each other, feeding each other. They were bringing their cats and their dogs and their horses. It was the most, and, and the Canadian flag, I tell you guys, I felt so proud to be Canadian. I yes. think maybe for the first time in my life, I said, thank you, God that I am on this soil being able to see this. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The Canadian flag everywhere, the love, the smiles. Yeah, the tears too, because people were broken, pounded by the totalitarian regime. But they were Canadians. This, we were making history, and, and it was absolutely beautiful, and it was peaceful. Children running around, playing hockey mm -hmm. on the streets, um, you know, women serving chilies they, they were bringing uh, wood it was extremely cold minus 25 when i was there or minus 30 it was very cold and and they were bringing farmers were bringing wood well like i said that's what canada was always all about just being here with each other and building a better future for the next generation so that's what i saw in milk river that's what i saw in Kutz. people that were hammered by evil evil entity that <clears throat> supposed to serve them not destroy them so going back to the analysis here um justice you know justice of whatever um mm -hmm. this person crinky stated in his trial that um content and context and tone like listen to this they don't like my tone of the speech convinced him beyond a reasonable doubt that Pulaski deliberately incited protesters to commit mischief by continuing their blockade at Kurtz. 
No witnesses were called at the trial. The judge relied upon an agreed statement of facts, as well as a video and transcript of the speech. In uh, reaching his conclusion about Pawlowski's guilt, Krinky noted that Pawlowski's speech focused on Poland's solidarity movement. Okay, so this judge acknowledges, I mean, because you have to be really, really crazy not to understand. I was with my solidarity hoodie. I talked about solidarity. I talked about history that I saw. I was 16 years old when we destroyed the Iron Curtain and the Berlin Wall, 16 years old. So, of course, this whole process, I remember like it was yesterday. And uh, <clears throat> he acknowledges that what I was talking about, it was um Poland solidarity movement which what it was was a general strike solidarity movement was millions of Polish people that finally said we're not going to work for a totalitarian regime we're not going to work for the Faros we are nobody's slaves and they took it to the streets paralyzing their system that's what I was saying they refused to work for them if they're forcing you to get uh, something into your body that you know it will hurt you or kill you, don't work for them. That's what I was saying. Paralyze their system, solidarity style, it means don't work for the people. Not once I mentioned block the border. Not once I said take the trucks and you know block the street or a road. They're making this stuff up. Because it suits their rhetoric. Yeah. They're liars. That's what they are. And, and the Crown Prosecutor, Stephen Johnston, he is a pathological liar. This guy, every time he talks to a judge, and I witnessed this guy to talk to multiple judges, for my case, bail hearings and, and the trial, he lies. And I keep coming to my lawyer and says, he lied again. Are we not going to do anything about this? Like, what is going on that the agent of the state can come before the judge and keep lying without consequences? Stephen Johnston is a corrupted as corrupted you can be, crown prosecutor within the province of Alberta. And it seems no politician cares. I'll prove it to you, Jason, because you listened that, and I don't know if you caught that. So here is what happened. Um, Daniel Smith, the premier of Alberta, promised us before the election, promised me personally and other pastors that when elected, when we will help her to get into the power of the premier, she is going to bring amnesty bill. So those people that were hammered and destroyed by this totalitarian conservative government under Kenny's regime, she is going to fix that. She said to me and others that politics did this and politicians can undo the harm. And I agree. As a, a political entity with majority, she can bring amnesty bill. She can bring another bill. She has the majority. She can bring a law that would prohibit and, and fix things. So anyway... Um, just like she did with Sovereignty Act, she passed it within half an hour. Of course, she's not using it because now we know who she is. But nevertheless, um, she could bring another a law that would protect people like us and get us out of uh, trouble legally. I'm not talking about illegal activity. I'm talking about legal stuff. Um, so anyway, if 
we vote her in she will come and and fix the problem um however what what we witnessed right now it's politicians instead of keeping the judges and the crown prosecutors and the media accountable they are in it together they are in it together crown prosecutor yesterday i don't know if you picked it up uh daniel smith called me i never called the premier um, and i want this to be clear i never called i met with her but i never called her she called me and that's on the record and the judge has it in his records we submitted that because believe it or not uh people do not know because i don't think i have been talking about this yet um the crown prosecutor demanded that the conversation between me and daniel smith would be brought before the judge he demanded that and i said no i'm done with this i'm done with the premiere i don't want her back into my life and into this whole situation the conversation was leaked by another corrupted lawyer a lawyer leaked it okay and i want this on the record too i never revealed this conversation i had never an intention of revealing my conversations with other people it was only recorded for my protection because politicians lied about me multiple times and tried to incriminate me multiple times and i'm talking about high-ranking politicians therefore when i talk to those types of people i have to protect myself and that's that was the advice from our lawyers they got the conversation and one of them he's under investigation um leaked it to the ndp later we found that he is a big donor to the ndp so i was betrayed i was and 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 so were albertans uh, by a lawyer and <clears throat> of course when sarah learned about this she was she was furious that this betrayal happened it was not from her office it was from another law office uh, it, it was a sad day but anyway going back it was her that called me but i don't know if you noticed that a crown prosecutor was telling to the judge that i was calling politicians like premier trying to somehow influence them and 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 you know kind of like blackmail them or, or whatever use my you know connections if you will like a mafia boss to force them to get me out of the trouble that's a lie so it's very interesting because uh during the break when i was um briefing with my lawyers uh, i told them that look he's lying again yeah but it's in a record and the judge knows that during the sentencing i don't know if you picked it up the judge says yeah he was trying to influence he was calling the 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 the, the office of the premier to get out of trouble it's just so those people are liars and they're getting away with this lie so anyway i was so frustrated yesterday it will come out during the the appeal and i'm appealing this so we are in the process of appeal we couldn't appeal it because there is this whatever rule that you only start the appeal after sentencing so my lawyers already we have for months an appeal documents and uh, it's being filed so going back i'm almost done here um 
In today's sentencing, the judge noted that Palowski must be deterred from his unlawful activity. And he used those different cases. And uh, one guy, one person was uh, was doing mischief, actual mischief, not inciting, but actual mischief five times. Five times he was ordered not to do it and he broke that lo law according to them five times. Well, I have no criminal record. I um, was talking in a capacity to uh, hurting people, telling them to stand up solidarity style and do it peacefully. And yet the person that broke the law mischief five times got 30 days in prison and another person that did uh, break the law uh, you know did mischief multiple times uh, got uh, pretty much the same sentencing and did not go to jail it was a probation um, yet this crooked judge Gordon Crinky thought that I have to be punished double for a sermon to the hurting people. So I, I want you to see how corrupted those people are. So if someone breaks the law and does mischief five times repeatedly for, um, you know, for a year and a half, he gets probation. But if you dare to speak words and taught crime, then you will get double actual prison time. That's what happened to me. Unbelievable, shocking, corrupted to the core. According, um, so here is, uh, they're saying that um, Ezra, um, he was in a court, of course, tweeting. Uh, the Crown Attorney asked for, originally he asked for 12 months for a year, a minimum, a minimum year of imprisonment for a sermon in Canada, then he changed it to eight to 10 months. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much um, the case. Uh, it's, still, it's still crazy. Of course, I am happy that I am out because the alternative was the judge had 10 years at his disposal for yes. inciting mischief, which again, I'm the first Canadian ever to be found guilty on such a crime. It's like the Soviet era when I was growing up. If you said something, or even if you were thinking something that the government disapproved, you could be sentenced to imprisonment, of course, after you were tortured. I was tortured in prison. They put me in small uh, metal cages. They put me in solitary confinement. Um, for um, three weeks, um, they put me in uh, cells without water, without washroom on concrete. My back is completely messed up because of those monsters uh, corrupted. They kidnapped me to Edmonton, put me in freezing conditions in Maxpot for terrorists. I mean, this is no justice system. This is mafia system. Um, so then he had two years at his disposal for um <clears throat> a breach of a release order not keeping not being of good behavior and <laughs> keeping the peace i mean this is unbelievable this is crazy times we're living in um so i could potentially go to prison for 12 years and as you know 
my speech before I entered the court, I thought this might be my last opportunity to tell the whole world what I did and what I intend to do, which is I'm sticking, I'm standing on, uh, <clears throat> on, on the truth. I'm not going to bow before the liars and corrupt the people. So I entered that uh, courtroom, you know, I said goodbye to my family and, and you know, hugged my daughter and, and went inside with my um, two sons and my wife, not knowing if I will come out of that court. Um, and then and, and hundreds of people showed up. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, people of all backgrounds uh, came together and, and it reminded me of Solidarity Movement. Uh, it reminded me of the track convoy uh, that I witnessed, this beautiful people coming together. So um, fast forward, what are my plans uh, for the future? I, When I was locked in a solitary cell, I realized maybe for the first time in my life that if we are to survive this, and, <clears throat> and I hope Albertans are hearing me clearly, and Canadians, if we are to survive this, we must engage the enemy. There is no more defending. If we will just keep defending ourselves, they will wipe us out. They will finish us off. And that's just the reality. I mean, you can have the greatest castle, the greatest stronghold ever built, but if it's being attacked over and over again, sooner or later, the walls, you they will be able to chip the walls and, and eventually destroy right. the walls and they will enter. You must become more aggressive and you must defend yourself. And what I mean by that, we must file lawsuits. So we must go after them and we must engage in a political realm. So I am sitting in a solitary confinement. I don't know what is going to happen to me. Uh, the guards are not nice. Um, I know that Jason Kenny, I just learned that Jason Kenny went on television, the premier of Alberta, and said some lies about me. Uh, for example, that I was inciting people to commit acts of murder, of violence. Uh, I mean, lies, just open lies for the public. And they are the politicians. So corruption at the highest levels. So I'm sitting over there. And finally, I stood up and I said, fine, God, if they will not allow me to be just a pastor, I'll become a pastor politician. And what chased me yesterday, I will be chasing tomorrow. And that's where the idea came from. I mean, out of desperation, I just did not know what else to do than to form a political entity and hopefully talk to Albertans and say, do you see what I see? But because maybe you don't. Because what I see is corruption at every level of government, municipal, provincial, and federal. And I see the same party line. All those so-called politicians are corrupted to the core, all of them. And if we don't replace them with some neighbors of ours, like people like you and me, we are done. They're going to finish us off. And, and, and I don't understand why people don't see that, this revolving door voting for the same people over and over again. The, let's vote for the lesser of two evils because if you don't vote for this party, the, the, the big monsters will come and eat you. And then a few years later, if you don't vote for them, some big monsters will come and eat you. I mean, we've played this game since I remember. And look at us today. 
it's like nothing is changing this is a absolutely a perfect definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again looking at the tv screen and uh, you know people we as a pastor i can testify to this that we as people we want to believe others it's in us we want to believe that the person that is talking to us is a good person and it's an honest person but history there are at least the recent history in canada it should taught us that every time a politician opens his mouth or her mouth it's a lie or it's a game or it's a manipulation so this we've seen this in the past decades right now and i just don't understand why canadians are not catching up to this they are liars they're con artists listen they are con artists i've dealt with con artists i was cheated by con artists and they are very clever manipulators and they are they're very trustworthy I, I don't know how to describe that you believe them because the way they make their presentation is so beautiful it's so amazing that you say yeah i like that person look you know he's boxing with little children he loves children right because he's doing this it's a theater it's a political theater. The actors, they are in front of you playing a game. They're Hollywood production. Oh, Daniel Smith is traveling around Alberta. She's such a lovely lady. She is meeting with Albertans. He, she's visiting coffee shop. <laughs> what a nice lady. Oh, she's drinking Starbucks. Wow, what a lovely girl she is. And, and she's hugging with another little kid. Yeah, she is for us. This is a theater. This is a game. Because do not look at what they are presenting to you. Look what they do. That will tell you everything. Um, have you heard about digital ID? I'm oh, sure yeah. you did. Um, Daniel Smith said she will never implement the digital ID. She said that she's going to bring the amnesty bill. She said that she is going to protect unvaccinated. She said that she is going to protect us. Uh, she said that um, she's going to bring Alberta's police force, our own police force, because RCMP is corrupted to the core. I mean, just blow the whole thing up. They're corrupted to the core. It's a criminal enterprise, RCMP. So... She's going to protect us by bringing our own police force like Quebec has and Ontario, right? Of course, it was all um, all a lie. Um, she's not doing any of those things, but um, why? Because she got elected. She doesn't need to do anything, right? Uh, she fooled us and, and she has what she wants. Uh, she has the chair, the stinky chair that are willing to murder people like Annette Louise. Um, <clears throat> you know, murdered by the UCP government and Daniel Smith. Um, so anyway, um, what is happening now is they're coming on television. They are coming and showing you a persona that they want you to believe. They're, they're presenting you. You know, have you wondered why people are so fixated and, and love the actors from Hollywood? you know, the actresses and actors, because they're absolutely amazing performers. Right. They, they, they play the game so beautifully that people like 
um, I, I could never get that, that people go absolutely nuts when they see an actor. Ah, it's like, seriously? They're just playing, mm -hmm. a, they're playing a game. They're, like, I get it. I like movies. I really love watching movies. So I'm not against that. I'm just saying, yeah, they're actors. They're doing their job. Yeah, it's a great job, but they're not gods. They're no better than you. You know, they're, they're, they're just like you. You, you know, I don't know, you're flipping burgers in McDonald's. <laughs> you're, you're good at it. Yes. And, and awesome. Praise God. Do whatever God called you to do or whatever you have to do. They are no better than you. They're no higher than you. They're no smarter than you. We're all people. Two legs, two arms, and a head. And some of us have souls. Most of them don't have souls at all. They're corrupted. You know, um, maybe because I spent all my life with famous people, actors. I, I used to work with them. I used to work for them. Politicians, ministers, actors, singers. Um, th that's why I know them. I know their per personal struggles. I, you know, I've seen them behaving in the most unbelievable, crazy ways. They're hooked on drugs, alcohol. They're messed up people, just like many other people, you know, from different professions. Um, so anyway, um, here is my proposal. Um, when I was locked over there, I realized that if I don't do something, put it this way, Jason, if we don't do something, mm -hmm together a donald if we don't do something if we will not engage them in the political realm and create or attempt to create a political entity that can give people an option because that's what i'm after i'm, I'm giving people an option you don't have to take it you can keep voting the snakes scorpions and the vipers as i call them over and over again fine that's your option you can do that but then please shut your mouth and don't complain that they are raping you. Because what happened was for the past three years, we are repeatedly being raped by the politicians with the cheering from the press yes, and the protection of the so-called justice system. So the rapists, instead of being held accountable, they are being protected by the law enforcement agents, uh, by the justice system, and cheered by the mainstream propaganda because they bought and paid them. What I'm trying to do, and that's where Solidarity Movement of Alberta comes in. So yesterday, when I came out of the court, I could be, poor me, poor me, look what they did to me, right? And it would be valid and it would be truthful. What they've done to me they took me through the ringer, and $1 million later, I'm still in a court. So I could come out and say, poor me, poor me, uh, you know, have sympathy, pity party, you know, me, I, and myself. Uh, but I've decided to do something else. Instead of focusing on me, I want to focus on Albertans. And I want them to see that there is actually hope. There is light in the tunnel that Albertans can have someone that can represent their best interest, that Albertans can have their champions fighting for them and for their children. And there is a political entity called Solidarity Movement of Alberta, 
solidaritymovementofalberta.ca, we created a website, membership, the whole nine yards. We are registered political entity within the province of Alberta. Albertans have an option. They say to me, you don't stand a chance. Well, that's fine. Then that means um, dig your grave and just lay there and wait for that. Because I know history and I know political realm. Those parties that we know as the liberals, conservatives, and the peers, they started with nothing just a few years before. They had no members. They had no money. They had no power. But they kept plowing, and now they are the ruling enterprise. So they did it. We can do it as well. People come to me and they said the elections are rigged. Why bother? Solidarity movement in Poland, that's what I saw. Everything was rigged. There was no free and democratic elections. But give me enough people, just like during the 80s, and I will give you your freedom. Polish people did it the right way. They took it to the streets. They paralyzed their system. They grew in numbers. And in 1989, because of the sheer of numbers, they had 10 million people within their structures, won their rights. And Poland in 1989 had first and free democratic election since the invasion of the Nazis in 1939. Berlin Wall fall down, Iron Curtain was broken. They did it. It can be done. We can do it as well. We are, you know, the Poles over there were no smarter than we are. We can do it. If they did it, if another human beings did it, we can do it as well. So Solidarity Movement of Alberta, go to the website, solidaritymovementofalberta.ca please buy a membership get involved you cannot just enjoy your coffee you cannot just enjoy your restaurants you cannot just enjoy your hockey games because they will come they will come for all of that again the round two is coming economy is collapsing fiat currency is collapsing we are heading not for um, recession because inflation is already here. Please do not believe the government statistics. Please go to the grocery store. The government is telling you that inflation is, you know, that big. When you go to the grocery store, you will uh, you will understand with your own eyes that it's actually three times bigger or four times bigger. That's the truth. They are lying to you, and they are lying to you with a straight face. Do not watch their propaganda. Watch Jason's shows. There are other freedom fighters. I don't understand why would you even open CTV, global television? Why would you read National Post? Um, like, why would you give them even a penny of your money? Why? They're lying to you. They're using you as useful idiots to forward globalistic agenda. Daniel Smith just brought digital ID. Are you aware of that? Yes, but please let everybody know. Right? So, you know, it's a, it's a theater. 
It's a political theater. They will tell you one thing. They will tell you what you want to hear. And then in the background, they're going to do complete opposite because it's a theater. It's a game. It's a Hollywood production. We must change that. And we can change that. So instead of having my, you know, poor me pity party, I decided to give Albertans hope to give them an alternative. And that's why I did what I did yesterday. And I'm inviting every Albertan to finally stop supporting the beast, stop mm. protecting the rapists, stop protecting the murderers. They're injecting our beloved Canadian children with double doses of experimental killer shots or clot shot. Stop that, please, for the love of your children. Stop doing that. People are dying left and right. We were, uh, you're still in the Leadbridge. I came uh, yesterday, but Leadbridge statistics. And you don't believe me? I get that. I understand. You got your saviors. And, and you know, like people come to me and they said, my grandfather vote conservatives. My father vote for conservatives. I will die voting for conservatives. Right. Well, then you shall die. Yes. And there's nothing. There's nothing I can do about it. I mean, you can lead a horse to the water, but if the horse refuses to drink, then then it will die. Sorry, but that's the reality. If we keep doing the same thing, then you will die. Your children will be, you know, uh, I, I had this joke, which is, of course, not a joke. It's a tragedy. You know, are you triple jobbed or quadruple job now? They're talking about a job every six months. You will be like a few years from now. I'll have to ask you. Uh, uh, you know, did you receive your twenty fifth job? Right. This is getting ridiculous. Children were completely immune to the to the uh, you know whatever flu uh, was attacking us. Yes, kids get sick. I have three children. Uh, they were coming from school from time to time, usually once a year, with some kind of a bag. And you guess what happened? They brought the bag home. We got the bag. And it was no fun for a few days. <clears throat> but you know what? They survived. We know statistically that this bag was not killing people, uh, children. <clears throat> the children were protected. Yeah, they got sick. But that how their immune system was getting stronger and stronger and stronger. As a kid in Poland... Here is how our parents were making sure that our immune system was strong. If something dropped on the ground, yeah, you pick it up and you eat it. Um, when you are, um, you know, doing your sausage in on the fire and it gets charky and black, yeah, you eat it. It's good for your digest system. Um, yeah, you wash your hands, but you don't wash them every five minutes right. because you need the bacteria. You need the germs as a kid. Because that's how your immune system gets strong. Mm -hmm. If you keep a kid in a bubble, your kid is going to be sick. That's why we have asthmas. That's why we have so many allergies. I mean, and I'm not a doctor and I get this stuff. I'm just a pastor and I get that stuff because it's, it's like, you know, Medical 101, biology 101, whatever you want to call it, biology 101. It's like Pampers is not going to prevent the smell from your kid's bum invading the space in your house. You have to change the Pampers because it's a biological weapon and you die. 
you know it's like come on your clothes is not going to protect you from a pathogen that is 1000 times smaller than the bacteria like people my god use your brain god has given it to you for a purpose for a reason i don't get it have you parked your brain somewhere and you have forgotten to pick it up well then go and pick it up and start using it while you still have your body because i'm telling you the day is coming that they will try to finish many people off so alternative is is again the very simple we can create a political entity jason Donald, we can create a power I know. <laughs> with the light-minded people, neighbors. I say, I don't want a stinky professional politician to serve me. I want my neighbor to serve me. Why neighbor? Because they know my struggles. They live in my neighborhood. They understand what we are going through. But now we have professional actors in political realm. A Hollywood production that are doing this for money. They're getting $15,000 per month and they're getting a guaranteed pension, $10,000 and up. You know, if you work a few years in a political realm, then for the rest of your life, you've got a very big pension. Yeah. They're not, they're not doing this. Uh, Todd Lowen, Todd Lowen, I, 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 I'm going to start using names because people Please do. Deserve- People deserve to know who those yes. devils are. Todd Lowen, right? Because I have kept my mouth. I mean, I for a very long time, I was keeping those people, their names, and just talking generally, except, of course, Kenny and, and Smith, uh, because that's just, just too much corruption. Um, but Todd Lowen, Todd Lowen is highly respected within his community. He is a confessing Christian, and that's what bothers me the most that they are using uh, their Christianity, they are using my Lord's name in vain, fooling people. Todd Lowen, I had a meeting with him before the election. He asked me to meet with him. And he said, you know, he's a born-again Christian. He's a good Christian, blah, 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 blah. And he said, um, when elected, I'm going to help you. Uh, you. You deserve a medal from the government for what you're doing. And what do I do? Well, for the past 24 years, I'm saving lives. I feed thousands of people on the streets of Calgary. I am doing this for decades and free of taxpayers' money, and I'm doing this with volunteers. I saved, well, we saved as a team thousands of lives, and we are giving like a million meals a year to most vulnerable people. So for, for your job, for defending human lives and for saving, the government should give you a medal. And I said, I don't want the medal. I just want to be left alone. Please help me when elected that you would just leave me alone, people. Let me do what I'm good at. I'm a pastor. I just want to preach the gospel. You don't have to attend my church. You don't have to listen to my theology. You don't have to even listen to my history lessons, whatever. Let me feed the poor. Let me preach the gospel. Take it or leave it. It's not a big deal. You don't have to believe the way I believe. Anyway, Todd uh, promised me that when elected, he's going to come to the rescue. He's going to support us. Uh, He's going to... um, to help us because we were under the gun well what happened i mean you know what happened he got elected and because he was a big mouth uh, against kenny well he got a position of a minister right so now he's a minister 
and I uh, looked at his Facebook page and you can see it. He is a big, huge supporter of the very government that murdered our children, destroyed our economy and is still doing it. Yes. Is still doing it. Uh, Daniel Smith, um, uh, in the party, we, um, Bob Blayon, he was running against Daniel Smith in Brooks and Medicine Hut during the, um, the election, the by-election. And Daniel Smith um, had a conversation with Bob and said this to him. And I'm talking that's a year ago. One year. One year. She said, when Bob told her um, the vaccines, the jobs are killing people. And she looked into his eyes and she said, I know, Bob. Mm. I know that the jobs are killing people. Year later, 12 months, they're still jobbing people and the people are still dying. And that's yes. on her hands. That's on Todd Lowen's head. They are murderers. We must start talking about this. We must tell the people that the people are dying because of those politicians. They are responsible for genocide. And, um, and if that's what you want, and I said that so many times, like a broken record, if that's what you want, fine. I'm not your man. If you want a pathological liar, I'm not your man. If you want a corrupted entity that works for a foreign government, I'm not your man. I love Alberta. I love Canada. Yeah. I can't help it. God gave me a love for this land and I can't help it. I was offered $2 million to stop doing what I'm doing. I was offered a guaranteed seat in the government by Danielle Smith herself. I was offered uh, a position within the government, $250,000 a year. I was offered all kinds of incentives. Just keep your mouth shut. I can't. I can't shut my mouth because people are dying. I cannot sell human beings. I cannot sell your, your, your children for incentives. I cannot do that. It's not in me. I would, be, I, I would not be able to live with myself if I did that. I, I would not that. be able to function. So um, anyway, Solidarity Movement of Alberta is a political entity created during the May's election. And um, it's, it's, it's getting bigger. More and more people are joining us. And for the next election, we're going to be ready to give Albertans um, an option against the, the, tyran the tyrants, sold-outs, traitors, and um, political actors. And it will be up to the people uh, what, what they want. Um, if they don't want honest people that are willing to fight for them and their children, then then keep voting. Just thanks in. 100%. And I'm going to be joining immediately. And I think all Albertans definitely should join. And I think all Canadians should also consider joining because if Alberta is strong, this can make all of Canada strong. And I would absolutely encourage people from around the world to join because a strong Canada can help create a strong world as well. Um, it actually can start all right here in Alberta, uh, Pastor. And I think that's amazing. Now, Don, I, I got a little bit of uh, math for you, but before I go there, um, Pastor, the government did give you a medal. It was iron bars. You got the iron bars. That's the medal they sent you. 
Um, I just wanted to remind people that you had iron bars. Um, Donald, here's some math for you. 16 arrests, 120 times he had to go to court, uh, 50 plus days in jail, no criminal record. How does that happen? You, you got to be a political prisoner if, if this is the numbers we're looking at. Absolutely. Well, look, Pastor, you were a political prisoner. And there are many more Canadians. I mean, Jason and I have started adding it up, and the number is incredible. And uh, we, we hope to have each and every one on the show someday. But long ago, something happened in this country where our institutions, law enforcement, the courts, they just seem to do the government's will, the government that's in power. Doesn't matter, rule of law, the law, it just doesn't matter. And um, my opinion, I, I don't know if you share this with me, but, but as you know, when the police were set up, they were supposed to be members of the community who had the task of, of keeping order in the community, just like other members, but they were full-time. And we've gone now to the militarization of the police that happened starting in the 80s and 90s. But now the attitude of the police seem to be more like an occupying army. Yeah. They just don't view themselves as our neighbors. And I think that we have to somehow get back to the culture that the police traditionally had in this country. But uh, it, it's been corrupted. And part of the trouble, as I see it, is that the, the police empower these despots in government because the government knows that the police will do exactly what they say, enforce anything, no matter how against human rights or, or how uh, unreasonable we were, you know, uh, people got tickets for standing up in a restaurant and not wearing a face mask when they could sit down and take the face mask off to eat. And that was supposed to be science, but people were actually charged with walking to the washroom, not wearing a face mask. Outrageous. And uh, I don't know how we get it back, but each of us has to start. And your solidarity movement is, uh, is just one way. But I think we've long passed the threshold to initiate criminal investigations into many, many people who are responsible for the lockdowns and the jabs. And I don't know how we're going to get our law enforcement to do that, but there, there is, we've long since reached the threshold where law enforcement should be acting. That's what I have to say. I, I'd like to hear some of your comments about what I've said. Yeah, one second there, Don. Um, and one thing that uh, the, one of the messages we got from Pastor Art yesterday was uh, police uniforms used to be blue. Now they're black, like the Nazis. We used to have blue police force where it was for the people, the community. It was it was from our neighbors. And like you mentioned, they've gone quasi-military. They're like paramilitary now. And they're wearing the black. Now let me tell you something, Donald. When I was at the Lethbridge Courthouse for the Kootzman in July, there was no police presence. I think there was one officer that popped by the first day, but there was no police presence. Yesterday, they were there. They were there in force. The whole one side of the street had police vehicles. There was a large paddy wagon there as well. They were all around us in black uniforms. And it was quite ominous, to be honest with you, because I don't know what they were expecting, but there was nothing but beautiful people there. Not a single person protesting in any way, shape, or form. And there was no violence at all. Not even uh, anger or verbal violence. There was none at all. But yet, they were there. They're absolutely there. Um, what kind of message were they trying to send us there, Donald? Fear, intimidation. 
don't go and support him. Don't go and pray. Don't go and support and 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 uh, walk around the courthouse in Jericho March. Don't do it. Uh, it's intimidation. That's all it is. Um, usually, it used to be that when the police went to an event, and you know, seventy-five or hundred people there are an event, and uh, maybe some counter-protesters could have shown up. So I don't fault the police for being there. But what they, what they do uh, now is meant to intimidate. And this is how they're seen. I don't, I don't know how the, uh, how the confidence that the police used to have, the Canadians used to be respect the police and have confidence in them. And, and I know there's always been troubles, but generally that was true. That's gone now. I don't know how we get that back. Yeah. Well, let me just say how. Uh, actually, it's quite easy. Um, when you have representatives, politicians in power that actually follow the rule of law and have people's best interests at heart, then you start to bring checks and balances and accountability. I proposed during the May's election, and I'm still proposing the same thing, to bring anti-corruption force. When you bring anti-corruption force, a special unit that is watching politicians, police force, uh, all, all callers, and uh, judges, and uh, bureaucrats. When you bring anti-corruption force, then um, I believe it will restore confidence within the public that those people that now think that they are above the law, and I'm telling you, that's exactly how they think. Yeah. They know you can be the most crooked judge with the most ridiculous judgment, and there is a no one and nothing that can happen to you. You can rule a Mickey Mouse stuff, and a person that is under your thumbs has to go to the court of appeal. That means the process becomes punishment. And not many people can afford the process. Not many people can even afford the first, um, the initiation of the process being charged. Nevertheless, you know, never mind, never mind the, the court of appeal or the Supreme Court. I mean, we're talking about at least a half a million dollars for one case if you need to appeal it and take it to the Supreme Court. Who can afford that? So those judges, crown prosecutors, police officers, chiefs of police, the politicians, they know they can get away literally with a murder and there is nothing you can do about it. And then we've got the mainstream media. What are you going to do? They keep lying about you over and over. Well, they're, they're all paid. They're all in the government take. And there is really nothing you can, nothing you can really do about this. But imagine anti-corruption force. Imagine an entity that works with armed armed uh, land from from the political realm, looking, investigating the actions of the elected and unelected bureaucrats. I like that. This, this would fix the problem. Italy did it. 
Italy did it, um, and 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 I think it's working. Um, I I hear good stuff uh, from um, you know from from uh, from that country. So not a bad idea. Yeah, I think we we may have lost his connection there. We'll wait a moment for that. That's for sure. Now. <clears throat> No, there was a whole audience there for sure, Don. And I actually want to get this question passed, so I'm going to hopefully he comes right back. But anti-corruption for us, that sounds like a great idea because it could also be, a, oh, we're back. It could also be a great deterrent to the politicians and the uh, the swamp itself if there is a force that is going to pay attention to them and check up on what they're doing. Now, Pastor, you were there yesterday with your family. You were there to be sentenced. You were surrounded by some friends. You were surrounded by a whole bunch of supporters. But in the middle of all that, you saw Betty Carbert, and she's in the uh, chat here today. And you went up to her, and you had nothing but you wanted to talk to her about Chris and her situation. So in the middle of all of this craziness that's going on, your focus was still helping on someone. Can you kind of share with everybody what did you had to say to Betty? Well, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I knew, um, I'll put it this way. We are in this together. This is not about me. This is not about my family. This is about 5 million Albertans and many families that are being subjected to this insanity at the highest levels. I am a very strong individual. I grew up in hell. So I grew up in a place that if you are not strong and tough, you would be destroyed and eaten. So uh, we are tough people or strong people. We emigrated and survived the emigration craziness uh, with very high corruption uh, in Europe. And then we, we came to Canada. So I think many Canadians, uh, and, and I don't want this to, to sound offensive, but many Canadians are not used to this kind of level of um, attack on them. Mm -hmm. They have never seen something like this before. So they're more easier to be broken and depressed and, and turn into despair. So what this is, uh, what they're doing to the four men in Kuds is a criminal thing. Um, innocent until proven guilty uh, has always been the core of our justice system that you don't treat a person that has not been convicted yet like a person that has already been convicted. But that's what happened to me. I was in metal cages. I mean, metal cages that big where you sit like this and you can't move. Those kind of metal cages. I just want to mm -hmm. be clear. And I was an innocent man because you must, you must uh, maintain that the person that you arrest is innocent until goes through the whole process. Those four men are innocent until proven guilty. If they're guilty, they will face the consequences, whatever. But until then, they should be treated with this idea. We don't treat innocent people until we find them you know, guilty of, uh, of a crime. But that's what is happening now with all of us. We're already guilty just because we dare to oppose the totalitarian regime. So I, my heart was and is still broken for the family members of those four men that are being locked like animals, uh, treated with cruelty for almost two years. What is it? It's like 600 days now. This is insane. Today. This is insane. 
<coughs> this is insanity you know so when i see the mothers and the fathers and the family members of those men my, my heart reaches to them because i was there for 50 days <coughs> and yes they treated me with special attention trying to to hurt me and my body uh, five different inmates testified that the guards were giving them incentives to murder me in prison wow. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, even the hardcore criminals that were there said, we've never seen anyone being treated like you, or like they hate you. And so, yeah, I'm a pastor, right? So the devil hates, the devil hates um, those that preach the truth. So anyway, um, and that, you know, I reached to the family members of those four men because what is being done to them is criminal and my heart breaks for them uh, because this is how the system is supposed to be working innocent until proven guilty you have your time in court for the bail hearing you're being released on bail so whatever restrictions they want to implement send those people home if they break the conditions then bring them back in and with yeah. you know okay that you had your chance but you chose not to use it therefore you have to be locked because we cannot trust you but look at me i was uh, denied bail because the uh, corrupted crown prosecutor stephen johnston which is the same corrupted crown prosecutor for the four men yes you see the connection you see that everything is is like tight politics, the same oppressor, the same system, the same media slandering, lying, cheating. It's all part of the same theater. It's the same game. So um, they should be released on bail. And if you want to put them on house arrest like they did to me, I was released eventually when the judge learned that the inmates were told to murder me. Um, she released me uh, to home arrest because my life was in danger by the system. Um, so I was a year and a half on house arrest. You can do the same thing to those four men. You know what? You can give them an ankle bracelet yeah. to know where they are. There is no need. Listen, people. Listen to me clearly. There is no need. There is no logical need for those four men to remain in prison. There are ways to deal even with those that potentially, you know, a flight risk, put it this way. Ankle monitor, strict conditions, house arrest, monitoring. Um, they take the passport. Phone, right? You take the passport, you know, cell phone, for example, uh, you know, ankle monitor, like I said, there are ways. Give the men back to their families but they're not doing that they're not doing that because this has nothing to do with law and order you gotta remember this whole thing has nothing to do with justice this is injustice this is tyranny those people are political prisoners in canada mm -hmm. full stop full stop they're political prisoners and the politicians look my sentencing was yesterday right 60 yeah. days in prison twice 
as much as the real criminals got. So I got a double treatment. And there is not one politician. Where is Daniel Smith saying, listen, uh, this is insane. He's a pastor. He delivered a message. She heard my speech. She knows what I said. Politicians know what I said. And they still keep their mouth shut because they are traitors. They are traitors. And if mm -hmm. I had the power, I would charge them with treason. We may be getting to that at some point there, Pastor. We'll be getting there soon. Now, another thing that I was really impressed about is we saw Ezra Levant there. Uh, he was there. He was in the court. He was in the crowd. He was taking video. And then uh, you brought him up, and we had you had a quick uh, chat and shared a message. And the message there was the Crown has unlimited funds because they have our money to go ahead and prosecute us. But with Ezra's help, Democracy Fund, you were able to raise uh, the money you needed in order to put a very strong defense on which was great because this is what we need to do. We absolutely need to put on the strongest defenses we can against these tyrannical, crazy uh, prosecutors and crowns. Um, and it's, he's even raising funds for your appeal so we can absolutely make sure that you stay the way you should have been, which is clean the whole time. Uh, and that's great to see. So the Ezra support, uh, that really made the difference for you? Yes, 100%. Um, without Ezra, I don't think... I would be outside. I would be locked by a tyrannical government. I would be in prison. Um, for simple reason, it's um, the, the justice system, of course, in quote right now, it has nothing to do with merits. It has nothing to do with truth anymore. Is who has the biggest resources. Uh, for example, um, during my trial that I ultimately won, the crown dumped a thousand pages of documents and videos and, and other things to frustrate our defense and then the crown did not use one single thing mm -hmm. from uh, what they dumped and it was be before before christmas um it did not use anything it was all a game overwhelming yeah. the defense overwhelming uh, and we spent a hundred thousand dollars to calm to all of those documents and videos and recordings. And it was all for nothing. It was just a game of the agent of the crown to hurt us and our defense. So without the crowdfunding, without people chipping in, and then without a platform, we got to remember, um, Ezra, uh, Rebel News, has a big platform. So their ability to um, communicate a message with the public, to ask the public to engage, to ask the public to crowdfund and to support is huge. Um, I don't have that reach. I don't have that ability. Um, so Ezra steps in. I became the first... Um, client for the fight defines and he used my story he used um the situation that was happening to get the awareness out there yeah. and people stepped in and they started to support and that's you know that was growing and growing and growing and eventually it became the democracy fund and um over three thousand people are being helped through that initiative. So without the platform, without the support, 
without um, the people knowing the story because that's that's the first step. If people do not know what's happening, if they don't know that this is happening, how they can you know help? They can't without right. knowing what's happening. They cannot chip in. They cannot help. And Ezra did that, and th he deserves a credit for that. He deserves a credit. I know there is a lots of chirping around. There is a lots of people that are upset sometimes because when you are a leader, when you're leading anything, you always have enemies. Um, my friend, I remember he was giving a lecture. Um, he was a very wealthy, popular, influential, powerful man in Poland. And I remember I got invited to one of his lectures. Um, you know, we were friends and uh, and I will never forget that. He says, when you're a leader and you're leading a group of people, your back, your bum is exposed. And if you're leading someone in the front, there will be people kicking you from behind. Right. And that's pretty much what is happening. When you choose to lead, then you become vulnerable from the stabs, from attacks, from kicks. Uh, from behind and you have to get used to it you have to be willing to suffer the the attacks from behind so i'm very grateful to rebel news and ezra levan for stepping in because at that time i was on a second mortgage i remortgaged my house seven times um, 2020 shows up at the beginning i think january i had to take equity additional uh, 50 or sixty thousand dollars from my home as a second mortgage for 12 percent oh, wow. and i could not i could not fight the beast i just i would not be able to hire lawyers full stop i would be done for i would not be able to defend myself my uh, and and my loved ones and the church so ezra steps in and he says you know but we can ask the people maybe there are people willing to chip in five bucks ten bucks twenty bucks whatever you can and if we will be able to get others to join the fight maybe we will be able to hire a good lawyer and that's mm -hmm. exactly how it started and um in the bible it says that um give honor to whom honor is due and ezra deserves that and he cannot take every case. I get that he cannot do everything. I had to hire a lawyer's um, a lawyer for my son. My son is in the hot waters because he dared to testify because before the Un European Parliament. And upon arrival, he was detained. There is a warrant for his arrest. So I had to hire a lawyer. And Ezra couldn't pay for that because they they have limited resources as well. Um, yes. So I already spent $35,000 for other set of lawyers. Um, we already spent over a million dollars for this fight uh, against the COVID lie, over 40 citations. Remember, I was charged criminally and uh, through the you know health uh, tickets, whatever, uh, inciting uh, people to come to church officiating an illegal gathering participating in illegal gathering i was criminally charged for baptizing my daughter i was criminally charged for not wearing a muzzle um i testified before um you know america um 
American politicians. I traveled around on a speaking tour. <coughs> Upon arrival, I was immediately arrested at the tarmac, criminally charged. And, and I was arrested many times uh, over and over here, illegally participating in a protest, attending a rally, ridiculous charges, multiple times, over 40 citations. So um, they overwhelm you with the sheer numbers and they have unlimited resources. Why? Because the politicians are not supporting the people. So those, mm -hmm. crown, those crooked lying crown prosecutors like Stephen Johnston and the corrupted judges like Gordon Crinky and, and others, Adam Germain, John Rook, David Gates and others can get away literally with a murder because the politicians are not supporting the people. And they say, well, there is a separation between you know, the justice system and the political arena, uh, but that's not true. She, uh, the premier of Alberta, is, is in power and her job is to oversee the minister of justice. And who is the minister of justice? The minister of justice is the boss of judges. He is the boss of the law enforcement agents. He is the boss of Crown Prosecutors and the Minister of Justice should watch what his agents are doing. But that's not the case. The politicians don't care if you live and die. They literally don't care. And we know because people are dying and they are not saying a word. So I'm not just making stuff up. I'm not just trying mm -hmm. to be, you know, melodramatic i'm just telling you they don't care because we see that they don't care um minister of justice supposed to investigate this case he is supposed to find out if this pastor that is being accused of this most ridiculous things actually is in fact the one that broke the law that's his job but he's not doing it there is no involvement from the Minister of Justice. So those people go rogue, woke, rogue, do whatever, uh, because we are without accountability. And the only right. way to bring accountability back into those spheres of influence, AHS, for example, $20 billion, half of our Alberta's budget is being stolen by unelected bureaucrats. This is crazy. This is the biggest mafia, the biggest, you know, mafia enterprise, criminal enterprise I've ever seen. You're right. And I'm a little bit like an expert because I lived in Poland and I grew up in Poland and I did business in Europe. And Europe is highly corrupted, but nothing in comparison to the level of corruption that we have in Canada right now in oh, Alberta. Wow. So it's very, very bad. I can talk about corruption in Alberta for hours, just telling you what's really going on behind the closed doors. Um, $230 million uh, being given uh, to fight homelessness that never ends up helping anyone. Right. Uh, I can tell you the biggest shelters, uh, the CEOs are, you know, driving, you know, luxury cars, living in mansions. Uh, the office of CEO in the biggest shelter in Alberta is as twice as big as the mayor's office. I mean, this is it's, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. So 
uh, how you combat, combat that? Well, there's only one way. Well, either God strikes them dead and cleans this earth from corruption. Well, that's a way, one way that he could do it. But most likely this is not going to happen that way. What God is doing, he is raising people, telling them to get engaged, to get involved. And that's what, uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, we must engage in a political realm. We must vote those monsters out. And the only way we can do this is by getting involved in politics, voting for the right candidates, keeping those candidates accountable. And that's why within our party that I lead, the Solidarity Movement of Alberta, that CA, uh, there, is, <clears throat> there is a constitution that says that every elected MLA has a discretion and works for the people, not for the party. There mm -hmm. is no party whip. There are boundaries that they have to follow if they are within the party. Of course, it's not chaos. It's not do whatever you want. However, they are being elected by people and they should listen and work for the people. Another thing that we are implementing and want to implement, if Albertans want that, is a referendum on key issues. I believe that we should have a referendum at least once a year on key issues that we, are, that we are all are going to be impacted by by why jason we should only have few people that decide for all of us on something that affects our families and our children i say we should have a say once a year at least there should be a referendum or on key issues including independence if albertans want to stay within the confederation or not or perhaps let's have a referendum and get what quebec has are Quebec, Quebecers smarter than Albertans? I don't think so. I think Albertans can be independent. I think Albertans can have their own police force. We can have mm -hmm. our own taxing system. We can have our own um, pension. Why not? Why give billions of dollars to the people that hate us? And I'm talking about the federal government in Ontario. Why? Yeah. Why give our hard-earned money from our families to the entity that absolutely despises us and hates us? And we know the federal government hates Alberta with a passion. His father, the devil, hated Alberta, and now his little minion, his little son, hates Alberta as well. Because Alberta is a potential power horse. Alberta mm -hmm. is rich we can dig the oil out and become Saudi Arabia. I mean, we can become as rich as Saudi Arabia and we can bless Albertans and we can become the power horse in, within the Confederation. That's what they do not want. That's why there is this attack, an ongoing attack for decades against our oil. We have the most ethical oil on planet Earth. And yet we are being treated as some kind of a dirty people because mm -hmm. we want to prosper, because we want 
to dig that resources that God himself gave it to us from the ground. So this is an attack on Alberta. This is an attack on um, on our people, on our children. And um, also, we have to get rid of immunity for the politicians. Yes. Because it looks like they can do whatever they want and there is absolutely nothing people can do about this. They are like fear of today. They are like fire, untouchables. No. If they break the law, they should be accountable for their Correct. actions. And we, the people, should keep them accountable. But without the anti-corruption force, there is nothing we can do about it. There is nowhere to go. Uh, no, so, for example, if you are to complain, where are you going to complain? To whom? To the very people that are doing this to you? Exactly. Yes. Right. There is there's no checks and balances. There's no accountability. So the very people and, and I almost want to puke every time I hear in the courts, corrupted courts, because there are some good judges. There's some good crown prosecutors, mm -hmm. some good cops, um, not many good politicians, though, these days. Um, but um, when I hear um, th that this case, uh, those cases have to be severely judged. Um, for the preservation uh, of justice. Um, what justice? You are lawbreakers. You are criminals. And you're talking, you dare to talk about justice? It's like Nazi party talking about law and order. It's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Or like the KGB talking about the law and order. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a corrupted to the core system and this will not change jason sorry to burst you know people's bubble this will never change until you are willing to change your voting behavior if you keep voting those people in you will get the same results every single time you must stop doing the revolving door you must start voting for different party, for different people. And that's where we come in. We're giving you an option. SolidarityMovementOfAlberta.ca. That's your option. Take it or leave it. If you leave it and you keep voting the monsters in, the, the actors, please don't, don't complain. 10%. You, you get what you pay for, right? You get what you pay for. And and what I'd like to do in the future is bring you and Bob alone on and we'll have some more conversation about corruption and how we can fix it. I think that would be a great conversation to have. And I was also wanted to let you know that my heart was filled yesterday when uh, Ezra uh, first met Betty. So Betty Carver went in and said hello to Ezra. Uh, there was a nice, beautiful introduction there. And I really hope that uh, he's able to assist as well because those men absolutely need some of that assistance from the community. Uh, he's got a bigger reach than, than we've been able to establish here in Alberta to raise funds. So... It was great yeah. to see them start that, that conversation. Now, when the judge was, was talking about his decision, he listed off a bunch of mitigating factors. And to the people watching, mitigating means things you do to make things not so bad. Uh, and things like you didn't have a criminal record and you did charitable work and you're a community member and you're well connected. Those would be mitigating factors. Uh, the aggregating factors or things that meant to make things worse were things like you wouldn't show remorse and you promised to do it again and you were never going to stop preaching to the people. And for some reason in our system, those were considered aggravating factors. 
those would be mitigating factors in a normal society. So they're actually trying to use against you the good deeds that you're doing, and they were calling them aggravating factors. Now, I want people to understand, all you had to do was say, sorry, you did something wrong, and you'll never do it again. And you most likely would have had no conviction or no sentencing at all. But no, you did the right thing, and you stood there against your oppressors to make sure that they saw you and they know that you're going to do it again. So much so that you gave us a lovely message before your sentencing even started. And then you gave us a lovely message right after. So you're a man of your word on that one. Now, can you tell us what it meant to you and your family and what you guys were about to sacrifice had that judge went in a different direction, knowing that all you had to do was bend a knee to them? And why didn't you do that? Yeah, someone uh, just wrote a comment here. Are there any good politicians in Alberta? No. I mean, not the ones that are elected. Um, <clears throat> and not because some of them, when you meet with them personally, are not nice people. But because they are not fighting for you, because they are not speaking for you, because they are not exposing the corruption, because they don't want to lose their coachy, beautiful job, is telling you they're not good people. Because what a good person does, it fights for human lives. It stands against evil, and they're not doing that. Therefore, uh, put it this way, and then you be the judge. Their pension is more important to them than your children. Their salary is more important to them than your life. Um, so I don't know. You have to answer that question. Are there good people or there are evil people? Because in my book, they're evil. Right. Just because they're not shooting you in the head, they are participating in a genocide. They're participating in destruction of our beloved Alberta. Therefore, to me, they're not good. They need to be replaced with someone that will actually do the right thing. Um, so it's, it's fascinating that yesterday all those good things that, um, you know, the government said that I'm doing and good deeds, according to them, those are not good deeds because I received over 300 tickets for doing those things, for feeding the poor. Mm -hmm. They hate what I do. They hate that I am outside of their system of corruption, that they cannot control me. That's why they hate me. <clears throat> so uh, it's interesting that the judge um, said the good qualities of me and what I'm doing, and yet he sentenced me double, right? <laughs> he, mm -hmm. he gave me a double portion, a double sentence than a person that actually committed a crime five times. I didn't commit a crime. I was not even charged with mischief, but only inciting mischief, and I didn't commit a crime and I did it just once. Let's say, let's say that I did commit a crime, but I did it once. This other, the other people committed multiple times in a spectrum of a long period of time. They kept breaking the law over and over again, and they got mm -hmm. half the sentence that I got. So it was a theater. It was a yeah. it was a game. You gotta remember, it was just a game. They were playing a game. They were playing a political theater. And so why I refuse to bend the knee 
because I don't do this for political reasons. I don't do that for money. I don't do this for alternative motives. I simply do this for people. And, and I have the right perspective. Um, my God is a God of justice and is a God of love. And he is compelling me to love people. And sometimes I'm telling you, Jason, they are very unlovable. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to love those people. It, it is. Sometimes you just like, you know, you would prefer to punch them in the nose than hmm. to hug them. But God is compelling me to love the people, even those that are very unlovable, um, because he is a lot bigger than all of us combined together. He died for me on the cross and for you when we were his enemies. So I do this for the right reasons. I do this because God cares. I do mm -hmm. this because God loves. And... Um, and that's what makes a difference. That's why I can stay. Um, my video is freezing all the time. That's what you see on your end? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Yeah, everything's good. We'll keep going. Okay. So fine. Um, um, when you do, when you serve the people for the right reasons. So let's just, let's just enter the utopia for a second. And Alberta's government wants to truly serve the people when you serve the people you want what's best for the people and the number one thing is transparency it's the truth the truth is needed it's it's the most important thing the truth what is happening i am to represent you i am to serve you and you deserve the truth they were attacking me because they did not want it, the Albertans to hear the truth. They didn't want it, Albertans to know how corrupted the system is. That's why they were giving me briberies and incentives. And they tried everything within their this, you know, within their spectrum to give it to me if I would just keep my mouth shut. But I can't because I don't do this for political purpose. I don't mm -hmm. do this so I can be an MLA, which was offered to me. I don't do this for money. I was a businessman before. I've tasted money. I'm telling you, my soul is not worth selling. My life is not. My fate, my God is not worth selling. Um, so that's why I, I remember when I was writing my speech, I said, okay, this speech potentially can... Um, they hurt me even more and lock me in prison. But people deserve to hear those words. They deserve to know that there is someone that refuses to bend the knee, that there is someone that refuses to play the theater, the game of, you know, political theater. I'm not an actor. I am a pastor. I stay by my convictions. And people deserve to know who is who in the zoo. So when I said what I said, I you know, I, I realized this might be the nail to my coffin. So when I walked in into the courtroom, my lawyers advised me that I may not come out of mm -hmm. that courtroom, that I might be arrested after the sentencing and go to prison. So we were preparing. I um, I put my house in order. I paid the bills. 
I did my best to provide for my family. If I'm going to prison for a longer period of time, I gave my cell phone to my son. I gave my cards, except uh, my driver's license and some cash for a canteen. That's the only thing I had in my pocket. So I was fully prepared to, to go to prison for Albertans. And, and I did went to prison for Albertans. I served my time in prison to defend the rights of Albertans. And if that doesn't speak volumes, then nothing ever will. Um, how many days your premier spent? Or put it this way, where was she and those in cabinet defending you during the three years of the most unprecedented attack on our human lives and our children in the history of Alberta? Uh, well, I'll tell you where they were. They were nowhere to be found. Correct. All of those people were doing this to you, Daniel Smith, not once, not even once. And we did over a hundred rallies and protests during that time. And I'm telling you, I attended as many as I physically could to be with the hurting people. She not once showed up. Where was Pierre Polyev during this attack on our lives and our children? Nowhere to be found. And mm -hmm. he is, I remember, the very one that attacked Christine Anderson for defending Canadians because no other politicians, elected politicians, were willing to defend us except a handful in the entire country. So uh, other politicians around the world started to defend Albertans and Canadians because the, our own politicians betrayed us. That's why I say they should be charged with treason. Danielle Smith was nowhere to be found because that was not popular. Then suddenly she comes out and she's the freedom fighter. She's the, you know, the, the savior of Alberta. And, and what happened? She betrayed us, all of us. And she's still betraying us. Here is what a politician and a good politician should do. When I was charged, the politician should step out and said, no, this is unacceptable. We're not going to be punishing pastors for a speech. No way we're doing this. This is illegal. We're not doing it. And then when I was found guilty, the politicians should step in and says, no, Minister of Justice, step in and, and, and fix this because this is unacceptable in a free and democratic society with the criminal code and the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and the Constitution. This is unacceptable. And now from yesterday, the politicians should come on television and say, we're going to reverse this. This is unacceptable. This is wrong. The judge made an error and we're going to fix this error. But that's not happening. Why? Because they're traitors. Right. They're traitors to Albertans. The conservative government has betrayed you and is betraying you still. They've betrayed you for the past years and they're still betraying you. And if you're fooled by this, if you think they're good people, I'm sorry, I cannot help you. No, you got a good point there. And I actually had an idea while you were chatting about what we can maybe do to help the politicians understand a couple things. Um, maybe all elected officials should spend eight hours in a remand center to let them understand what conditions are like in a remand center and to let them know where they could end up if they're going to do corruption and bad things. It's not a punishment. It's just a way to get them to understand what the system is like. That might be something that uh, they should do. 
uh, again, not a punishment, but to let them know where they can end up if they're doing things wrong and to also be empathetic and understand what people have to go through in a remand center. This might clean things up all across the board because uh, I'm and, sure the remand not, center wouldn't want to demonstrate that. And, and not even uh, uh, the politicians, I think um, part of your um, training for to become a lawyer and a judge, you should spend some time in a solitary confinement on concrete. Because that's what they are sending us, right? That's what they're doing. They're sending human beings to hell. And they should understand that. And, of course, they don't because they're above the law. They can do whatever they want and there is no punishment for them. So um, also you mentioned uh, remand. Remand are privately owned uh, criminal enterprises. Billions of dollars are being given to those uh, businesses they're privately owned um, when i was locked over there uh, the conditions are absolutely straight from soviet russia um, twice a day as inmates we were offered highly addictive narcotics i was offered fentanyl cocaine uh, and three others i don't even remember the names I've, I've i i have them written and i googled them to find out what those drugs are all about they're highly addictive and with consequences. If you keep taking them, there are side effects, a very severe side effects. So what they're doing is they are hooking you up on highly addictive narcotics. Then you're being released upon the society. But because you're addicted to drugs and you cannot afford them on the loose, you turn into a lifestyle of crime. Mm-hmm. And and you attack others, you steal, you you know, you do criminal activity. So very quickly you end up back where you came from. And that's how they like it. Because you gotta remember the system works just like the shelters, um, homelessness enterprise, criminal enterprise works the same way. The more heads, the more money. The more heads within the shelters, the more money are being allocated from the government to those businesses the more people in the remand center there the more money are being given to those private institutions so in their best interest is to keep as many people imprisoned as possible because that's how you make money it's all about money in poland we have the saying if you do not know what the whole thing is all about it's always about money here we are talking about billions of dollars that's a lot of money and they're doing everything. The whole system is designed in such a way that it's a revolving door. It's a guarantee of an inmate coming back. And I think statistics would back up what I'm saying because you've got like, what, 90%, 95% of people reoffending. That's why, because they will treat you like an animal. They will dehumanize you in that environment and hook you on highly addictive narcotics to guarantee that you're right. coming back and the taxpayer right. is fetching the bill. That's amazing. So thank you for letting us know about that kind of corruption too, that you were directly receiving. They were trying to drag you up, get you broken. Maybe you'll repeat offender, that kind of stuff. Um, you mentioned some stuff about trying to find ways to uh, love the oppressors and, and the ones that have some hate in their heart. Um, I would remind people it's a very difficult thing, but if you 
can find yourself loving the potential of their heart, that, that will be one way forward for you because we all still have potential that people should be able to change. So if we, we send our love to the potential of their heart, that might be a way to, uh, to start showing that. And you also mentioned uh, the lesser of two evils when dealing with uh, political parties. I also want to remind people the lesser of two evils is still evil. So we need a third option, not the lesser of two evils. We need a righteous option, a non-evil option. And then my last question for you, and I'll let you get back to because I've already committed the crime of getting you up so early, um, and I'm guilty, guilty of that one for sure. Um, well, I'm guilty as charged as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I've been doing that, and it's my number one complaint with guests. I have an early show, uh, but we have the whole day to watch it again. Um, for accountability, you mentioned accountability absolutely has to happen here. Are you considering maybe suing uh, government, people involved, and possibly some private prosecutions, bring forward some criminal uh, prosecution if uh, necessary? Have you considered some of that? Yeah, thank you so much for mentioning this. Yes, I already hired a law firm, and we are already crowdfunding, so if you can chip in if people can chip in we're going after the government i'm going mm -hmm. to sue every single entity that yes. tried to hurt me during this uh, few years um, we are in the process of as we speak right now i already hired lawyers and they are in the process of gathering evidence about what happened the Riemann center uh, the, um, the shoppers drug mart Canada Post, um, the Calgary Police, um, RCMP, everyone that we can go after, I want the lawyers to go after. I'm not going to let them get away with this crime. And we Thank will you. keep exposing this, we'll keep bringing the evidence. And we have enormous evidence that we will bring within the court system and the fight will continue. Of course, we are appealing the the mockery of a trial uh, with Gordon Crinky and Stephen Johnston, the corrupted Crown Prosecutor. Um, so um, it's a lot of legal things going on. If you can, and I, I understand inflation, people are hurting, um, but if you can, if you want to see justice, a real justice, we must go after the villains. And the only way we can do that at this moment, if you elect us, that will be a completely different ball game. I will bring anti-corruption force. I will uh, make sure they're accountable. Um, we will have recoil, recall of politicians. If yes. the politicians yeah. are promising you something before the election and they're not keeping their words, you will have an option to remove them from that position. So there's a lot of things that we can do if people really truly want honest politicians if you want crooks this is solidarity movement of alberta is not your party but if you want honest people your neighbors fighting for you and your children then we are definitely your option and that's why you gotta remember that's why they hate me so much that's why they mm -hmm. try to destroy me for so many years because they know i am a threat to their uh, criminal enterprise called politics and justice system and AHS and all that stuff. So I'm coming after them. And um, if you want to help, streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca. And then um, I already uh, deposit a retainer uh, for the legal um, a team. And we have seven of them that are digging, looking, gathering evidence as we speak, because we want our lawsuit to be bulletproof. 
we want to have as much in as possible. So it will take a few months to gather, gather all of that. We started about a month ago. Um, so we're plowing, we're gathering, and it's going to be amazing. They need to pay for the yes. evil they have yes. done. They cannot get away with locking a pastor in a psych ward like they did in Edmonton without the evaluation of the doctors, without the knowledge of Alberta Health Services, completely illegal. They've done things to me illegally in the name of the law. I mean, this is crazy stuff, Soviet style. So we, we're doing it. Um, and we, of course, we cannot survive this without the support of the people. We, right. we just can't. I'm, I'm not a, a mega pastor. I'm not, a, you know, a, a one that uh, raises millions of dollars in a collection plate. We are a small church and we are all of our resources that I uh, raised in a church. It goes to feed the thousands of Albertans on the streets of Calgary. And then my shows that I'm doing, like with you and others, that's my opportunity to crowdfund for my life to support me and my family and to hire lawyers and keep fighting in a system because everything is rigged against us. Oh, no, put it this way. Everything is rigged against you because yes. we are in this yes. boat together. And I really like, and, and you know, I don't want to get into the conversation here about Donald Trump. But it's a fascinating situation in the United States of America. And I really, it kind of hit me how he says it. And again, you can like him, you can hate him, it doesn't matter. But what he said is quite remarkable. Here's what he said. They're not after me. They're after you. Right. Because think about it. This guy is a very wealthy man, well-connected, ex-president. He can travel around the world. His, every door will be open for him. He can enjoy the rest of his life as a celebrity traveling around. He doesn't need this garbage, this Correct. human manure in a sewer canal called politics. He doesn't need that stuff. But he engages. He is in the arena still fighting because he loves America and he loves the people. And he says, they're coming after me because they hate you. And I will say the same thing. They're coming after me, Albertans, because they hate you. And they know that if I was elected as your champion, as your protector, um, they would, they would face consequences for their criminal activity and they will be charged if i had the power some of them I, I i get it i can't charge all of them but some of them we should make an example out of some should be charged mm -hmm. with severe severe charges for what evil they have done to our province and they are terrified of this and 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 then another spin on the story you know they cracked on me severely after i launched the solidarity movement Right. It's quite interesting. They went the full force after I launched the Solidarity Movement. I'll tell you why. Because they know history. Albertans maybe do not know history. Canadians maybe do not know history. But the villains know history. And they know how powerful Solidarity Movement was in Europe. It took down the criminal enterprise then. And it can take the criminal enterprise today. And they are afraid. Exactly.
Exactly. And, and this is what I'm so proud of there, Arthur, is um, when people are let off or they get to go home and the, the trial's over, most people uh, leave it there. We need to remind people that it's not over. If you're wrongly convicted, wrongly charged, uh, there's corruption, uh, tampering evidence, creation of evidence, all this stuff. Uh, this is why the oppressors are able to do this to us, because we really don't hold them accountable. One of the things Steve, jo Steve Johnson said a whole bunch of times was they wanted to set an example for you or for the public with you. He wasn't even right. hiding that fact. They were out loudly right. saying, we want to make an example of you so that other people don't do what you're doing. Well, I would like you to make an example of them, uh, Pastor Arthur, so that they understand they can't keep doing what they're doing. So I'm going to be sharing your link everywhere. I'll be sending some money myself. And I'm going to encourage everybody to get behind uh, streetchurch.ca so that you can go ahead and hold these evildoers accountable so that the next one, the next Steve Johnson, because I don't think you'll be practicing for much longer when the truth comes out. But for the next ones, I need them to understand there is consequences for doing the wrong thing, even for you. No one's above the law. So thank you very much, because that's one of the toughest yeah. stages that very few people will do. Yeah. And, you know, I think by now, um, I always say to the people, you don't have to like me. This is not a popularity contest. Um, but I have proven, I believe, without a, a doubt, without a, you know, reasonable doubt, how, how it's, how do they say it? Um, let me just read it. How do they say that? Um, it's kind of funny if you know how crooked those um, those people are. Um, where no, is it's, pretty, it's pretty insane. Like because this is also how they get away with it. Nobody holds them accountable. Very very few yeah. people do it. Oh, that's how it say it. I, I I forgot this. Beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. <laughs> that's how that's how they are saying it. So now I'll say the same thing. Um, beyond reasonable doubt, uh, every person that has eyes and ears open knows that I am a man of my word. Mm -hmm. When I say something, I do everything in my power to keep that word, even if it costs me everything. And that's why I was doing the speeches. That's why I was doing the rallies, town hall meetings, telling people that I'm facing all those years of imprisonment but I'm still standing in the face of the giants, the Goliaths of today, and I'm still not bowing. I'm in their face, head-on collision, because I wanted the people to see a different kind of a man, a different politician, a politician that doesn't bow before evil just because evil carries a pistol, a, a, a man that is not bowing because of fear of consequences. We need courageous men and women, and we have them mm -hmm. in Alberta. We have great people in Alberta. Alberta used to be a Bible Belt of Canada. The, Alberta has a history of electing pastors, Abohard, Manning, uh, you know, those are the, those were pastors, elected officials, premiers of Alberta that did great things. It's time again for an honest man, a willing man that is not afraid to pay the price, mm -hmm. to stand for what is right, to rule over, to serve over, um, you know, Alberta. And it's time to bring back sanity into this craziness that we're seeing uh, left and, and right. So I am, um, like I said, I always try to do what I say. 
Mm -hmm. I when I say to the cops, I'll show up, that means I'll show up. When I say I'll you, that means I'm fighting you. When I said to them, when I was locked in a, a prison like an animal, stripped naked in front of men and women, and, and the things that they um, were trying to do to me, uh, breaking me. And when they asked me, if you sign this paper, uh, you can go home. Uh, just just sign that you're guilty, and, and that's it. This craziness right. ends, right? Um I decided that I'm going to go after them and they will pay for every minute of this abuse of power. And I'm keeping my word and it costs me. It costs me a lot of money. And uh, but I am a man of my word. And I said, I'll go after them. I'll sue them for what mm -hmm. they have done. And I'm doing it as we speak. And even though I didn't know if I'm going to be in prison or not, I already hired the lawyers ahead of time. Because I am a man of faith, and I believe that God has raised us up, uh, us up for such a time as this. Uh, I think it's time for some godly people that uh, you know want accountability uh, to be in power to reform the system. The system is corrupted; it needs a reformation, and they are not doing it. Those people that you voted in are not doing it. They have no intention of doing it, and now we, it's very clear. I think the people, the people that had hopes in the conservative government are becoming disillusional. I think more and more people are realizing that this is just a game. Mm -hmm. Fool me once, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Let's Correct. not keep doing the same thing. It's time for a change, and we are willing to bring you that change. And we are willing to be accountable by you. Keep us accountable. Let's during my town hall meetings, I always say to people, fire at will. Ask me any question you want. And if I know the answer, I'm going to give it to you straight on the record in front of the cameras. Show me another politician that is willing to do that, at least one that is elected. And I'm not talking about, you know, counselors, because there are some amazing counselors like um um my friend um hum sean hum an amazing man he's a counselor but i don't see any mlas i don't see any members of parliament i don't see any senators standing for the people in a no. in a time where the people need them the most they're nowhere to be found so um i hope and i pray that people's eyes will be open don't be like those monkeys I see nothing, I hear nothing, therefore I will say nothing. Don't be like this because you know what happens to the monkeys? They end up in a zoo. Right. Uh, and we have lots of monkeys in, in Parliament right now. We have lots of monkeys swinging in the legislatures. Um, let's not do the same thing. I think Alberta has an opportunity. Use it. Use it. It cannot get any worse than what we have now. This is what I, Jason, this is what I don't understand. It can't get any worse than what we have. No. It can get a lot better. Why not try it? Why not give a chance to someone new, someone that is from outside the little corrupted circle of establishment? 
Absolutely. And, and you were not stopped. They, they couldn't silence you. They threatened you with jail. They convicted you. They almost put you in jail. They've come to your church. They've just given you fines. They've arrested you in the middle of the street and you didn't stop and you stayed to do what you said you were going to do. So if I was them, I'd be paying very close attention to what you just said. And I'd be very worried. You're going to be following up on this. I guarantee it. They should be worried because you're going to hold them accountable. But on that note, if you can close with a prayer, and maybe reach out to them uh, to let them know that we're, we're going to pray for them. Reach out to the rest of Alberta and Canada to let us know that uh, there's, a, there's a path forward. And maybe mention uh, Chris, Jerry, Chris, and Tony. Uh, give them a special little uh, uh, prayer because they're still going through some things, but the next couple months might be enlightening for everybody when it comes to those gentlemen. If you don't mind, uh, maybe close with a prayer. Sure. Uh, first of all, my heart is broken for the families of those four men they're in prison um i i i i'm telling you i was there for 50 days they are there for such a long time it's it's heartbreaking it's it's hell so um father god i pray that you would give them peace i pray that even in this hard environment you would give them joy in the name of jesus give them the strength to endure it just a little bit longer be with them and vindicate them father god bring justice to the justice system i pray for alberta for my beloved alberta open the eyes of albertans that it's not everything it's not about money uh vacations or hockey games and restaurants that there are other things that are more important than incentives open their eyes that this fight is for their children and their grandchildren that the globalists will stop at nothing until they will own nothing and will be eating crickets. And I pray for my oppressors, for our oppressors, for the evildoers. I pray, Father God, that you would open their eyes as well, that the hell awaits them for the evil they have done and they're doing. That if they will not repent and turn away from their wicked ways, eternity in hell, it's a long time. And they will face consequences for their actions. They may be able to escape men's justice, but they will never be able to escape God's justice. Let them see that you are the judge of judges, that Gordon Crinky is going to be judged by the judge of judges for the evil he has caused, for the evil he has done. That Stephen Johnston, the corrupted crown prosecutor, and I'm sure there are many just like him, will pay for the evil they have done. The politicians that betray the people like Judas Iscariot, selling people for a 30 shekels of silver, they will pay for the evil they have done. Open their eyes and their ears so they can come to you because you are a loving, compassionate, merciful God that you will not turn away a person that repents. Let them repent. Let them turn from their wicked ways. Let them embrace a real justice. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank you, Father God, for yesterday. Thank you for the hundreds of people that came in solidarity with my family to support us. I thank you, Father, that I walked out of that courtroom so I can champion the cause of Albertans every day. That one day the truth will be known and the justice would be brought back to this country. Thank you, Father, that you spurred my life so I can continue fighting for their lives as well and the lives of their children. 
in the name of Jesus, I thank you for that. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you God very much you. for your time. Thank you for being on a mission. And we will win this. It's written. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. God bless you, Jason. God bless you, too. We'll talk soon.